Act Three of A Bill of Divorcement by Clements Dane. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three. The scene is the same as in Act One. Miss Fairfield sits knitting. Sidney is fidgeting about the room. Bassett comes in and begins to lay the cloth. Kit, who enters unseen behind her, sees Miss Fairfield and makes hastily up the stairs on tiptoe. Sidney, turning. Oh, Bassett, isn't it rather soon for tea? Lunch was so late. Oh, very well, miss. Now, Sidney, always trying to upset things. I'm more than ready for my tea. Bring it in at once, Bassett. Very well, mum. Auntie, I know mother won't want to be disturbed. It's high time she was. Talk, talk, no consideration. She'll tire Hilary out. She goes toward the drawing-room. Auntie, I think— Then you shouldn't. She goes out. Shall I bring in the tea, Miss Sidney? Sidney, with a twinkle. I think we'll wait half an hour. Bassett, with an answering twinkle. Very well, miss. Oh, Bassett, tell Mr. Kit that— uh, that the coast's clear. He didn't stay out with us, miss. Him and the puppy together was a bit too much for cook, with the turkey on her hands. Looking round. He's here somewhere, miss. She goes out. Sidney, addressing space. Kit, you idiot, come out. Kit, appearing at the head of the stairs. I spend half my life dodging your aunt. As he runs downstairs, he rakes a bunch of mistletoe from the top of a picture. She spoilt the whole effect this morning. But now— He advances upon Sidney. Sidney, enjoying herself. What do you want now? The mistletoe hung in the old oak hall. Sidney, eluding him. Shut up, Kit. They dodge and scuffle like two puppies, till the drawing-room door opens, letting in a sound of voices. Psst! He dashes up the stairs, and comes down again much more soberly, as Sidney says over her shoulder. It's only mother— Margaret comes dragging into the room, shutting the door behind her. Sidney, the laughter dying out of her. Oh, mother, how white you look! Has Kit gone? No, but I can get rid of him if you want me to. I want him to wait. I want him to take a letter for me to Gray. Do you want Gray to come here? I want him not to come here. Oh, I see. Not till after father's gone. He's not going. Mother! Margaret looks at her with twitching lips. Mother, you haven't— I can't talk to you now, Sidney. But mother— Please. But mother— Ask Kit to wait a few minutes. But— Margaret goes into the inner room and sits down to write at a little desk near the window. Her back is turned to them, and she is soon absorbed in her letter. Sidney stands deep in thought. Kit at the foot of the stairs. All serene? Sidney makes no answer. Kit prances up behind her with a bunch of mistletoe. Kit— repeating his success. The mistletoe hung in the old oak hall. Oh, for God's sake, stop it! What's the row? You never know when to stop. Well, you needn't snap at a person. Sorry. Oh, sorry, old man. I'm jumpy today. Nervy old thing. I... I suppose I am. One minute you're as nice as pie, and then you fizz up like a sidelitz powder all about nothing. All about nothing. Sorry, my old kit. Sorry. She flings herself down on the sofa. Then, with an effort, come and talk. What's the news? I told you all of it this morning. What's yours? I like yours better. How's the pamphlet going? Nearly done. I put in all your stuff. Good. Though, you know, I don't agree with it. 
What I feel is... You're not listening. Kit, talking of that paper, I read somewhere, suppose now, is it true it can skip a generation? It? What? Oh, any illness. Suppose you, for instance, suppose you were a queer family, a little, you know, and say your mother was queer, and you weren't. You were perfectly fit, you understand. Perfectly fit. Well? What about the children? I wouldn't risk it. Thank the Lord, your father's only shell-shock. Sidney makes as if to answer, and checks herself. Then, but isn't there a school that says there's no such thing as heredity? Well, all I know is I wouldn't risk it. It, it's hard on people. My word, yes. They say that's why old Elliot never married. Oh, village gossip. Well, you know what the matter is. Who was it, Kit? Old Miss Robson. Rot. Fact. But she's all right. Had a game sister. Of course. I just remember her. She used to scare me. Oh, it must be true. They're such tremendous pals still. Poor old things. Rotten for her. Rottener for him. What did she go on being pals with him for? Why shouldn't she? Well, it stopped him marrying anyone else. She oughtn't to have let him. You can't stop a person being fond of you. When it's a man, you can. My dear girl, you don't know what you're talking about. My dear boy, if a girl finds out she can't marry a man, it's up to her to choke him off. Rot. Well, I think so. Couldn't be done. Couldn't it just? Any man would see through it. As if any man ever saw through anything. We're not all fools where women are concerned. I admire your air of conviction. Don't be clever, clever, old thing. Be— His arm slips around her. Sidney, edging away. Don't. He glances round hastily at Margaret, but she is deep in writing. Why not? I hate being pawed. Look here, Sidney. Do you call this a way of spending Christmas afternoon? Sidney, her lip quivering. It isn't much of a way, is it? Well, then, old thing. Again the arm. I told you to leave me alone. Kit, rising, huffed. Oh, well, if you can't be decent, I'm going. Counter-attraction? Kit, wheeling round on her. Now, my dear old thing, look here. I know it's only a way you've got into, but when you say, men, with a sort of sneer and counter-attraction, like that in that voice, it just sounds cheap. I hate it. It's not you. I wish you wouldn't. Dear me. Now I suppose you're annoyed. Oh, no, I'm only amused. There's nothing amusing about me, Sidney. I'm in earnest. I'm sure you are. You got out of answering an innocent little question quite neatly. It looks like practice. Now look here, Sidney. I swear to you. Swear. If you're thinking of Alice Hewitt, I've only met her four times. Oh, so her name's Alice. Didn't you know? Never heard of her till this minute. Then what on earth have you been driving at? Trying an experiment. If it's because you're jealous. Jealous? Jealous? Jealous of a... What color are her eyes? How'd I know? Kit, what color are mine? Oh, uh, oh... Kit, what color are mine? Look at my frock, you donkey. What do you suppose I wear blue for? So Alice has got blue eyes? How do you know? I know you, Kit. You're conservative. As a matter of fact, she isn't unlike you. That's what made me talk to her. Oh, you've talked to her? Oh, yes, quite a lot. She's a friend of my sister's. She always is. What do you mean, she always is? I tell you, I've only met her four times. I can't make you out. No? I wish I could make you out. Oh, I wish you could. I say, old thing, is anything really the matter? Sidney, with a glance at Margaret. 
I'm worried. Oh, that. Yes, it's beastly for your mother. Oh, it's not that. At least... What? Oh, I don't know. Can't you tell me? No, old man. But look here. Marriage has got to be sort of a mutual show, hasn't it? Confidence and all that. What's the matter now? Do you preach this sort of sermon to Alice? Sidney, that's... that's rude. That's... that's... Take time, darling. You're being simply insulting. Too bad. I should go and tell Alice. Damn Alice. Oh, no, Kit. She's got blue eyes. Look here. What's up? Nix. Have you really got your back up? What's the matter with you, Sidney? Do you want to know? I think I'd better. Well, it's... <sighs> jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but... Surely you know how it ends. I don't, and I don't want to. But never jam today. Why, Sidney? Do you know what that's out of? No. You ought to. Alice. Kit makes a furious gesture. No, no, no! Alice through the looking-glass! I can't help it, Kit. When I look in the looking-glass, I see... Alice. Once and for all, Sidney, will you shut up about Alice? Can't. It's her jam today. I wish you'd talk sense for a change. But I am. I'm conveying to you as nicely and tactfully as possible that I'm... What, Sidney? Tired of jam. Do you mean you're tired of me? That would be putting it crudely. What's got into you? I don't know you. Perhaps you're beginning to. But what have I done? Well, for one thing, you shouldn't have told your father we were engaged. What girl do you suppose would stand it? You ask Alice. If you're not jolly careful, I will. Good for you. And if I do, I'll ask her more than that. Sidney, clapping her hands. I should go and do it now if I were you. Strike while the iron's hot. You're mad. Yes, I suppose that's the right word to fling at me. I never meant that. You're twisting the words in my mouth. You're just picking a quarrel. Well, what's one to do with a little boy who won't take his medicine? I tried to give it you in jam. You want me to go? Yes. For good? Yes. Honest? Yes. Right. He turns from her and goes out. Margaret, looking up. Was that Kit? Sidney, don't let him go. Kit! Kit! Kit, returning joyfully. Yes? Yes, old thing? Mother wants you. Oh, Kit, would you take this for me? It's for Mr. Meredith. I expect you'll meet him, but if not, I want you to take it on. At once, Kit. Right, Mrs. Fairfield. You won't forget. It's important. I won't. Margaret, detaining him. What's the matter, Kit? Kit, his head up. Nothing, Mrs. Fairfield. Mother, Kit's got to go. It's all right. I'm going. You needn't worry. Margaret, humorously, washing her hands of them. Oh, you too. She turns away from them and stands, her arm on the mantelpiece, staring into the fire. Kit marches to the door. Kit? Yes? You'll give her my love. You're a beast, Sidney Fairfield. He goes out with a slam. You'll give her my love. Running to the door. Kit! The door opens again, but it is Gray Meredith who comes in. Sidney, what's wrong with Kit? He went past me like a gust of wind. Margaret, coming up to them. He didn't give you my note. He never looked at me. What note? I... Aren't you ready? Why aren't you dressed? I... You must be quick, dearest. I... She sways where she stands. Gray goes to her, and half clinging to him, half repulsing him, she sits down with her arm on the table and her head on her arm. Of course. Worn out. You should have come an hour ago. Yes. Never mind that now. Sidney, 
Get your mother's wraps. Sydney, wait, no. Warm things. It's bitter, driving. Gray, I think... Get them, please. After a tiny pause and look at him, Sydney obeys. You see her go upstairs and disappear along the gallery. I was afraid it would come hard on you. Has he... But you can tell me all that later. I must tell it to you now. Be quick, then. We've got a fifty-mile drive before us. Margaret, not looking at him. I... I'm not coming. Gray, smiling. Not? There. Sit quiet a moment. My dear. My dear heart. You're all to pieces. I'm not coming. Gray, checking what he takes for hysteria. Margaret. Margaret. I'm not coming. It's Hilary. What? Collapsed again? I thought as much. I... Tragic. But it simplifies his problem, poor devil. Has Elliot charge of him? No, no, it's not that. He's not ill. He's well. That's it. He's well, and he won't let me go. He won't, won't he? He turns from her. Where are you going? To settle this matter. Where is he? Leave him alone. It's me you must punish. I've made up my mind. Oh, how am I to tell you? He convinced me. He cried, Gray. Then, as Gray makes a quick gesture. You mustn't sneer. You must understand. He's so unhappy. And there's Sidney to think of. And, Gray, he won't marry us. What's that? The rector. He's been here. My God! Why wasn't I? And Aunt Hester. She made it worse. You see what it is. They all think I'm wicked. Damned insolence! But it's not them. It's Hillary. I did fight them. I can't fight Hillary. I see it. It's my own fault. I ought never to have let myself care for you. Talk sense. But there it is. It's too much for me. I've got to stay with him. Say that again, Margaret. If you dare. I've got to stay. Gray, Gray, don't look at me like that. He turns abruptly away from her and walks across to the hearth. He stands a moment, deep in thought, takes out and lights a cigarette, realizes what he is doing, and with an exclamation flings it into the fire. Then he comes back to Margaret, who has not moved. This, this is rather an extraordinary statement, isn't it? Don't use that tone. I am being as patient as I can, but it's not easy. Easy? Do you mind telling me exactly what you mean? I can't talk. You know I'm not clever. I'm trying to do what's right. Then shall I tell you? She makes a little quick movement with her hands, but she says nothing. Gray, watching her keenly while he speaks. You mean that you've made a mistake? Yes. That the last five years goes for nothing. That you don't care for me. Gray! Wait. That you've never cared for me. That you don't want to marry me. How can you say these things to me? But aren't they true? You know, you know they're not true. Then what do you mean when you say, I won't come? I mean, Hilary, I've got to put him first, because, because he's weak. You, you're strong. Not strong enough to do without my birthright? I want my wife and my children. I've waited a long while for you. Now you must come. Sydney comes down the stairs, a red furred cloak over her arm. She pauses a few steps from the bottom, afraid to break in on them. If Hillary's left alone, he'll go mad again. Margaret, come. How can I? Margaret, 
my own heart. Come. You oughtn't to torture me. I've got to do what's right. Are you coming with me? I shan't ask it again. Oh, God, you hear him. What am I to do? Sidney comes down another step. Why, you're to do as you choose. I shan't force you. I'm not your turnkey. I'm not your beggar. We're free people, you and I. It's for you to say if you'll keep your conscience, do you call it, and lose. I've lost what I love. There's no more to lose. You sing as sweetly as a toy nightingale. Almost I think you were real. I don't know what you mean. What you love. You don't know the meaning of the notes you use. Don't deceive yourself. I love you. I ache and faint for you. I starve. What is it? I don't know her. I'm withering without you like cut grass in the sun. I love you. I love you. Can't you see how it is with me? But— There's no but in love. What is it in me? There is a thing I can't do. I can't see such pain. Do you think I can't suffer? I am you. But he— He's so defenceless. It's vivisection. Like cutting a dumb beast about to make me well. I can't do it. I'd rather die of my cancer. Die, then, you fool! You fool! Sidney descends another step. The cloak slides from her hands at the baluster. Goodbye. Forgive. How can I? I would you. Do you think I bear you malice? It's not I. Why, to deny me, that's a little thing. I'll not go under because you're faithless. But what you're doing is the sin without forgiveness. You're denying, not me, but life. You're denying the spirit of life. You're denying, you're denying your mate. Mother, you shall not. Margaret, as they both turn. Sidney. Sidney, coming down to them. I tell you, I tell you, you shall not. Margaret sitting down with a listless gesture. There's no way out. There is. For you, there is. I've thought it all along, and now I know. Father, he's my job, not yours. Do you think I'll make a scapegoat of my own child? Can you help it? I'm his child. She throws herself down beside her. Mother, mother, darling, don't you see? You're no good to him. You're scared of him. But I'm his own flesh and blood. I know how he feels. I'll make him happier than you can. Be glad for me. Be glad I'm wanted somewhere. Margaret, struggling against the hope that is flooding her. But Kit, Sidney, Kit. Sidney, with a queer little laugh that ends, though it does not begin, quite naturally. Bless him. I'll be dancing at his wedding in six months. But all you ought to have. Sidney, jumping up, flippantly. Oh, I'm off getting married. I'm going to have a career. The love, the children. No children for me, mother. No children for me. I've lost my chance forever. No, no. Sidney, smiling down at her. But you. You take it. I give it to you. But— What's the use of arguing? I've made up my mind. But if your father— Go away, mother. Go away quickly. This is my job, not yours. She turns abruptly from them to the window, and stands staring out into the darkening garden. So, so. She sways, hesitating, unbelieving, like a bird at the open door of its cage. So I can come. He makes no answer. Gray, I can come. Gray, 
without moving. Can you, Margaret? I can come. Are you sure? What do you mean? Why, you could deny me. You've chopped and changed. I want proof that you've still a right to come. You're angry with me. No. You're angry with me. I want proof. I get frightened. I'm made so. Always I've been afraid. Of Hillary, of everyone, of life. But now you. You're angry. You're so angry. You're very angry with me, and I— She goes steadily across the room to him. He makes no movement. I'm not afraid. She puts up her hands, and drawing him down to her, kisses him on the mouth. Is that proof? Proof enough. Come. He takes the cloak and throws it round her. They go out together. As Sidney, forgotten, stands looking after them, Bassett enters with the tea-tray. She puts it down on the table and turns up the lights. Is the gentleman staying to tea, miss? Mr. Fairfield. It's my father, Bassett. We thought so, miss. Sidney, smiling faintly. Did you, Bassett? He's got your way, miss. Quick-like. She opens the drawing-room door. Tea's ready, ma'am. Outside the motor drives away. Miss Fairfield, entering with Hilary. Tea's very late. Bassett goes out. I thought I heard the sound of a car. Where's your mother? She's gone away. Gone? Gone away for good. Where? Out of our lives. With? Out of our lives. This is your doing, Sidney. Gone. Everything gone. I'm not gone. Um, but that boy. That's done with. You've jilted him? Yes. Like mother, like daughter. Just so. I pray you get your punishment. Your prayers will surely be answered, Auntie. It was a cruel thing to do. He'll get over it. Men, they're not like us. You loved him. What's that to anyone but me? Hilary, peering at her. You're crying. I'm not. You love him? I suppose so. Then why? Then why? We're in the same boat, Father. Yes, that's the way they talk now, Hilary. They know too much, the young women. It upsets everything. Hilary sits down on the sofa. I, 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 don't, I don't see a head. I, I don't see what's to become of me. There, there's, there's no one. There's me. Hilary, not looking at her. I should think you hate me. I need you just as badly as you need me. What's your damn clever doing that she went? You think I can't hate you? Sidney, close to him. No, no, father, you want me too much. We'll make a good job of it yet. Hilary, his head in his hands. Oh, what job? Sidney, petting him, coaxing him, loving him, her hands quieting his twitching hands, her strong will already controlling him. Living. I've got such plans already, father. Father, dear. We'll do things. We'll have a good time somehow, you and I. You and I. Did you know you'd got a clever daughter? Writing, painting, acting. We'll go on tour together. We'll make a lot of money. We'll have a cottage somewhere. You'll see. I'll make it up to you. I'll make you proud of me. Miss Fairfield, surveying them. Proud of her. Do you see, Hilary? That's all she thinks of. Self, self, self. Money, ambition. And sends that poor boy away. A parson's son. 
not good enough for her, that's what it is. She's like the rest of the young women, hard as nails, hard as nails. Don't listen to her, father. Father, don't believe her. I'm not hard. I'm not hard. His arm goes round her with a gesture, awkward, timid, yet fatherly. The curtain falls. End of Act Three. End of A Bill of Divorcement by Clemence Dane.